Hey, what's up? And welcome to the Artist Exchange Radio Show here live only on BeExposedRadio.com. I am your host, Nate Towser, and I am here. I missed Friday. I had a bit of a, a blunder, a bit of an accident. Oh, let me turn this down. I have a bit of an accident. I hurt my foot, my ankle really, but um, I felt like part of my foot was swollen with it. Um, so uh, living on the third floor of an apartment um, is not suitable for a sprained ankle uh, at all. Uh, and I'm a big guy, so it's really not uh, <laughs> conducive to me uh, having an uh, ankle. Um, and I'm, I just, the pain medicine, I don't know what it is that, what's the difference between pain medicine that the hospital gives you versus what's given to you in the prescription, but it's just not the same. And, um, I remember, I think the last person I talked to Friday was blue and I had sent him a message and it never sent. And I woke up on Saturday and that was it. Uh, so <laughs> it was some good, it was some good, good. <laughs> I don't even partake in the whole marijuana situation, but I can understand now uh, what good, good means, but I was nice. Uh, but I'm here today. I have this lovely young lady with me, Miss, and I'm, I'm going to say Zaya. Zia. Zia. See, <laughs> it's all good. good. Uh, but Zia, uh, she's a, lo a lovely young lady that I've met working with the Impact Hub. Um, and she will always be just tinkering away or at the table for jewelry. And she kind of inspired me to kind of bring mine. Because I was like, oh, I can do that here. Let me do that. This is, <laughs> I'm just sitting here. So let me just uh, work. Uh, and it really um, impresses me when people put their all into it, especially jewelry making. And as long as I've been doing it, um, I've never really taken it seriously consistent. Now, people don't realize jewelry and uh, making accessories and being a maker in general can pay your bills. It can afford you trips and, and allow you to be able to express yourself uh, and be independent. Uh, but it also can eat away at your pockets. Um, it can really drain your resources because ultimately what you're making, you're either eating off of that or putting it right back into buying supplies. Um, and it's all about being sustainable and finding ways to still buy those trinkets from Michael's, but not give Michael's your whole paycheck on Friday. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but also, and I, I went worse than Michael's. It used to be a jewelry supply shop down on Charles Street. I think it was called Bedazzled. Mm -hmm. Bedazzled used to get me. And I lived a couple blocks from Bedazzled, and they would get me good. And those little baggies add up. <laughs> you get your shipment and it's like, what is what is this? I spent $127 on this. On this one little baggie. What's going on? And I used to go to the back wall where all the big stones and gone. Gone. Whole plate gone. But I, I brought this young lady this young lady on because we're in a space right now where we're dealing with buying black. And we both are jewelry designers. This young lady, she got a, a whole, a whole, she's, she's 
surpassed me in so many different ways because I'd be just like making it and just hey, you want to buy these earrings? Uh, <laughs> but uh, the idea of buying black, the importance of buying black, and the other side of buying black, the side that we don't like people to know about, the side that we don't like to talk about. But sometimes as business owners, we can be a little unprofessional. Um, and I just posted a post actually that says, um, as entrepreneurs, we have to stop looking at what we think people have in their pockets uh, and, and setting our value to that for that moment. And we've both done a lot of vending and we often do that. So if we think a person got a couple more dollars, then we might up the price a little bit. If we think they don't, we kind of lower it a little bit just so we can get the sale uh, and hopefully make a profit. But we have to stop doing that. And I brought you on here today to just talk about some of the some of the mistakes that we both made and, and how uh, how we've kind of learned our lesson and how we're growing with it. Because I've been doing it since I was 23, well, 22 at Copper. I started off buying jewelry from like Africa and wholesale places and friends that I had that lived over there. They would send me stuff over and I started taking it apart and remaking it and, and all those. And it got me to, you know, now it's a registered business. But how did you first get into jewelry design? Um, I started in 2013 mm -hmm. and it was under a totally different name. I was still doing the painting on wood and it was just a lot less sophisticated. Um, it looked very crafty, if I have to say so myself. I still had customers. Um, I mean, it wasn't terrible, but it's just not work that I would be proud of today. Let me just say that. So, well, we um, started from somewhere. Yeah. My, I stuff, mean, was, my stuff was falling off of people's ears, so don't. Look. He's <laughs> broke. He's broke. Can you fix this? My mom just like make sure like I would send out an order. She would be like, make sure you reinforced it really good, you know. Like mm -hmm. and she, my mom, you know how moms are. They're very like gentle, and she gives me constructive criticism because she understands I'm sensitive. So she's like, you know, she's not just blunt with it. Like you know, this is breaking apart. You know, you need to do better. My mom is you yeah. know nice and graceful with it. You know, make sure you reinforce it really good. So um, I. I I'd, I'd like to tell people to start selling to people yeah. that you know that love you first. Absolutely. <laughs> They'll give you that feedback that you need before you ship something for a scene and then you get a PayPal uh, notification. Right. Want that money back. <laughs> the, thing, the fun fact, dispute the charge. Right. <laughs> but yeah, I started there in 2013 and then shut it down was working, you know, my nine to five, finishing school, teaching. And then I picked it back up in 2017 when it was just t-shirts and earrings. And now I'm here. How, how has it financially been challenging to keep it up? Ooh, I mean, with the World Wide Web, <laughs> that that's the devil okay mm -hmm. so you know i'm finding all these new vendors people that i'm really excited to work with mm -hmm. and you know it's just like i really want to support you i really want to see this piece in my collection so i'm willing to like spend that money and there yeah. are weeks where 
you know, months actually where I'm not grocery shopping because I'm spending it on supplies because I want my, I want my collection to be better and I want it to look better. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it has been tough financially. Lately, there has been a bigger uh, return on investment with this move to buy black. So it is getting Mm -hmm. more lucrative now especially with me diversifying my income or my inventory i mean i was i was shocked because of being in the pandemic um and i know because some certain things happened people had uh a little bit more income uh and wasn't really spending it on outside stuff so they had more time to go online but i was shocked that i was getting the hits that i was getting dude i wasn't i thought this was about to be a drought me too. I mean, I've gone days, weeks, months without a without an order coming through. And mm-hmm. literally the only reason why I haven't had orders coming in was because I temporarily shut my website down so that okay. I could catch up on orders so I wouldn't get overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. So yeah, now it's it's coming in steady and I'm like, oh okay, y'all are really about it. Like I'm getting a lot more white customers, which that's a whole nother a whole nother conversation that I have a lot to say about. But it, it does uh, online. I started I started really uh, selling outside of like the little affairs that Coppin would give, or if my friends was having a show, I'll set up a table, or if mm-hmm. I was I, I know I, I'm a trained actor, so I went to school to be an actor. And so I would set up a table outside of whatever show I was doing. That was like my arrangement if it was a free show. Uh, and which one do you like to set the vending or do you like online? Which one do you like most? Um, both, both settings have their advantages. I'm a total introvert mm-hmm. um, and I work with people I'm I'm in mental health full time. So I work with people directly, you know, every day, all day almost. And it's not always a willing type of situation. Like I'm talking to you right now because I have to. Yes, I love what I do. <laughs> to be like completely honest, I love what I do, but I really don't. If I had to choose, I wouldn't be talking to you right now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when I go to vending situations, I'm kind of forced to be extroverted and I'm forced to, you know, step into that salesperson role, which, you know, is not really my favorite thing to do, if I'm going to be honest. And then online, you know, it's like, oh, look at my beautifully showcased work. You know, the picture looks great, you know, and mm-hmm. I'm just going to let this speak for itself and you decide if you want to buy it or not. I'm not even seeing if you're looking at my website unless I'm in like my, my analytics app. But, you know, I'm not really seeing if you're looking at it. There's no pressure. I'm not getting my hopes up if you don't buy it, you know. Yeah. It's always going to be here for you. And I don't have to do that forced interaction. The biggest, uh, the biggest part for me being in person was because I was a guy. Um, it was a novelty that I was making jewelry. Yeah. Uh, but after a while, the novelty ran off, and they started using it as a, 
a weakness to kind of like haggle me with the prices. So early on, I would um, get, I would make jewelry for friends mm-hmm. and have them sit at the table and pay them in jewelry because they would just want jewelry. So I would just make stuff just for them and I would have them sitting at the table. Uh, shout out to Missy Lane and Christian and uh, Riga and all of them that would just sit at my table for me. Uh, but it it became to be expensive because I was making stuff for them. And then I, so it forced me to want to, you know, do it myself. And that's what made me go to online because I didn't have to deal with people, like you said, the face-to-face, the haggling, the, oh, I can make this, this ain't nothing, or um, can you fix that, or can you just do that? But uh, being a business owner can be, um, it can be difficult. Mm -hmm. Uh, It can be um, a strain, and it can be, um, it can be, I want to say, it can be um, cumbersome. Uh, cause you gotta, you gotta get, find a rhythm, like what's my setup and be able to do it within a certain amount of time. So you're not sweating and stressing once people are coming by your table. But, um, what has kept you doing it? Because often people, you'll see your friends or people around you that start making jewelry. And then one by one, whenever trendy, uh, the trend falls off or the novelty falls off. They stopped doing it, but what has kept you making jewelry this whole time? Is she still on with us? Uh, she may have her signal. Made. So while we wait for her to come back on, uh, give us a call at 443 642. Oh, I just forgot it. Can you type it in for me, Moni? Forgot it just that quick. Uh, but join us in the conversation. If you're watching us, please share this out. Uh, give us a call at 443-642-9403. Today we're talking about buying black, and I'm uh, interviewing Miss uh, Zia uh, and 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 talking about um, her jewelry company, um, the 1122 Co. Uh, you can find it on Instagram, um, and that's also her uh, her domain for her website. Uh, you can find her on Instagram, and she has all her pieces up there, and her information is in her bio. Uh, but I wanted to have her on because I met her as a jewelry designer, and I don't really interview a lot of jewelry designers, um, and I, I love to because uh, we have a, a hard task of keeping up our supply and making things uh, move um, while trying to um, keep the business going and buying black. Violicia, hey. I have to, let's, uh, that's another young lady who I wanted to talk to. So I'm going to have to have her on soon as well. Uh, a fashionably chic tour. Uh, and I'm quite sure she's digitally giving you all the fashion um, as of right now. But um, during this uh, pandemic, I've been forced to be more of an entrepreneur that I've been before. Uh, prior to this, it was easy because I was teaching, I was doing the show. Uh, I was doing vending events, but it was outside things. But everything has to come indoors and and be brought to you uh, virtually now. So it became very difficult for me to keep up. Online uh, selling is a challenge because um, I'd use the site Etsy uh, to to uh, sell my jewelry. And you can get an order at 2 o'clock in the morning. You can get an order in the middle of the day. You can get a bunch of orders on Friday and 3 the next day and nothing for the next two days. And 
So keeping up the business, learning how to um, monetize your passion for jewelry design or making uh, in any fashion is really difficult. Um, and one of the reasons that I chose her because we had had conversations before about how difficult it was keeping up with, um, with the business of being a designer. For me, uh, the business, the entrepreneurship uh, was the most difficult part. Now, we're in a space right now where we're getting a little bit more light, me included, because everybody's trying to actively, purposely shop uh, Black, uh, and people have a little bit more cash right now because they're saving money because they're not going as much. Uh, so people are, are spending more um, um, on impulse buys. So that's giving somebody like me who would normally right now be doing vending events or setting up um, and during events has given me a lot more uh, time to um, um, uh, go online and kind of merchandise and, and uh, display my work differently and create differently. But uh, one of the posts that I had up the other day was uh, I was one of those people that's purposely trying to buy black. And I, you know, I've been supporting a number of restaurants um, and online uh, sales and just trying to, you know, figure out different ways to um, support. And I came across a number of businesses that um, were not consistent, whether they were restaurants, whether they, you know, most of us are using the apps now to support. I know I am. Um, uh, I was trying to um, actively support them. And, and a lot of them uh, were using the app, say the restaurants, and they wasn't consistent. It's like one day they would be here, or one day they wouldn't be here, or you'll send your order in and you won't get all the things back. And it was consistently happening. So I was like, oh, I kept on blaming it on, a, on the pandemic. Like they're really busy. So um, let's uh, try to find a way to, you know, support them and not complain. Uh, and then I would you know, go online to some of people's websites and I would want to buy things or, you know, some people's websites weren't up. Or if you go and like a couple of people reached out to ask me, could I help support them by buying some of their merchandise and they only go to up to a certain size or um, they didn't have all the sizes in. And I understand, you know, right now everybody is, you know, trying to play catch up and everybody's trying to support. So supplies may be low because people are, it is taking longer to get things in the mail. Uh, so I really was trying to um, support people and oh, hey, she's back. Uh, but mm -hmm. right now I'm, right. I'm speaking about just my, the things that I have been uh, seeing from other entrepreneurs and some of the stuff I, has happened to me before. Mm -hmm. Like I've taken too long to deliver somebody's package and you know, they've been patient with me. Um, uh, I, I remember I did that to my aunt and she like messaged me on Facebook, like, um, excuse me, are you a business or like, uh, do you, do we pay you? And then like wish well stuff or do we get it in return? So, you know, I, but I'm not bashing black businesses. I'm just saying we need to be more consistent. And mm. it's one of the reasons, and it's, I believe it's the biggest, one of the biggest reasons that people don't always support black business. We aren't consistent. Uh, if we have a storefront, we don't keep regular hours. 
Yeah. You know, we only open on certain days and we closed on these days. And, you know, but I eat on Mondays too. So why your restaurant not open? Right. You know, I want my hair cut on a, you know, a Saturday evening. And I'm not saying you need to do everything that your clients want you to do. But before you go into business, you got to know what your customers want. I can't sell this trash if nobody is in the market for trash. And I'm not calling out business trash, but I'm saying we have to be consistent. So. And and you're and you being an entrepreneur, what were some of the mistakes that you've made uh, in the beginning or throughout this process? Um, definitely a lesson that I'm continuing to learn is to you know only take on what I can handle. I'm working a full time job. I have mm-hmm. you know many many plates spinning at one time, and um, Recently, I got the bright idea to add a subscription box. I'm a Sagittarius, so if you believe in like astrology, Sagittarius, like when we have an idea, it's a pressing issue. We can't let it go. I can't see it long term. It's got to happen right now if Mm -hmm. I can, you know, make it happen right now. So I decided to take on this subscription box and Next thing I know, you know, there's this whole movement to support black businesses and I have 20 subscription boxes that I had to fill myself. And these are completely customized boxes, um, like down to, you know, your preferences, scent preferences, what type of jewelry you like, like it is completely customized. So I'm like, wow. It's taking me three weeks to send out these boxes because I took on something that I couldn't really handle wow. right now or that I didn't have the capacity to handle right now. Um, Did luckily, you communicate well? Oh, yeah. Everyone okay. was very understanding. Um, they understood, like, okay, it's a high volume of orders right now. She's the only one fulfilling, like, Literally, it is me fulfilling each and every order, creating every single item. So they understand that. They understand USPS has delayed shipping time um, because they're short staff as well. So people were very understanding. Um, If there was any frustration, I didn't know about it. Yeah. And that's a good thing uh, because it's, it's great for us to be understanding of, I don't like calling us small businesses, but independent businesses. Um, But I think we should, and like you said, one of the things that I, one of the first mistakes that I made was um, going online. When I first started using Etsy, I did it in the middle of a blizzard. Mm. Uh, It was a blizzard that we had years ago here in, in Baltimore mm. and we were in the house for a month. So people like right now were very bored in the house mm-hmm. and was just buying whatever they could. And I sold most of my stuff out. Mm-hmm. And the thing that I I I did within the beginning is I said I'm gonna make I'm only gonna make one of everything. Mm-hmm. And I think we talked about this before, but I was like I'm only gonna make one of everything. And that's kind of been my my business model going out. Um and I would be selling stuff at vending events and online 
and then you get that online sale and you like <laughs> I just sold that yeah I just sold that mm-hmm. and you try to make it and for me I use materials that I found or from vintage shops or cutting up stuff though it's not you can't go back to that <laughs> um, and I one time this lady ordered maybe five or six things that I had sold at a table mm-hmm. I was like she had ordered maybe like $200 worth of stuff. And I was like, I can't tell her I don't have it. Crazy. You should have just said, I don't have those things. Mm-hmm. So I tried to remake them. She wasn't satisfied with maybe one of them. And uh, I ended up having to like refund that one thing. And, and I should have just told her the truth. And mm-hmm. again, I should have started small and had a limited amount of stuff on the website or separated what I sold online from what I sold at the table. But yeah. now we have it where so if I sell something, I can go right to the app and market. But That's then cool. it wasn't like it wasn't as accessible to do that. Everything wasn't mobile at the time. Right. But um how how have you now learned even up until now? You you I know you won't do this subscription thing without hiring someone, but <laughs> Listen, I have I have really modified the subscription boxes. So okay. I only opened it up to resubscribers for now. And then eventually, like later in the month, I'll open it up to new subscribers and I'll just keep switching like that. And it's only a limited number. So I turned the subscription option off. Because when I did the subscription option, it kind of made it like it was an infinite quantity. And that is just, that's not what I'm trying to go for there. So I... um, And we do that like, if I get a thousand orders, not realizing you got to make those thousand orders. Right. And it's like, dear God, you know, I have these big dreams, but I have to also realize that I'm a human. I'm, you know, I do get tired. I do have days where I just don't feel like it. I'm not a machine. So, you know, just having like positive self-dialogue and trying to talk myself off the ledge a lot, a lot yeah. often, almost every day, you know, so. And sometimes it's when you come to those roadblocks, it's time for you to step it up. Some mm-hmm. Most times we we have to step back a little bit and Mm -hmm. reorganize, but that just recently happened to me. And in January, I was in a play uh, and I was in that play for the whole month. Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, like this is going to be, we had sold out dates already. And I was like, man, what if I had my table, but normally the person who normally would come in for me, she was in the play with me. Mm -hmm. I was like, I can't. So I had to suck it up and hire a couple people to do it and it was like the payoff was great but I would have I would not have normally done that I would have called on my trustee mm-hmm. to kind of come out and help me versus like I actually put an ad in the paper and on Facebook like I needed help mm-hmm. um interviewing people and I I was so proud that I took the initiative but it was still like oh I gotta pay somebody damn like so I had to sell a certain amount uh, but how are you, are you think you're ready to kind of expand in that way yet? Or are you? Um, 
Probably not. I have, I think the capacity I could handle right now is for, mm-hmm. um, like when the vending events start back up again, I'll probably have like my little sister or mm-hmm. my mom at the table with me. Cause there have certainly been times where like my table is getting a lot of attention and I'm like, trying to develop personal connections with everybody mm-hmm. you know but it's like okay move on like you have this line over here mm-hmm. <laughs> so you know my partner is usually he's an artist as well so he's usually like having a table at the same event I'm at and he's looking at me like and he'll tell me afterwards like look you spent too much time talking to that one person y'all were over there kicking and you missed you know all of this so it's so funny, like, to get his perspective, but definitely right. I'll have to hire people for helping me with my vending table. I'm probably going to eventually have to hire out for, like, graphic design, just little little odds and ends behind mm-hmm. the scenes that I'm still doing myself. Like, I don't really have time to run my Instagram so you don't see me on Instagram because I'm literally busy over here doing something else. I think one of the things, and and actually one of our listeners right now came in and said that Violicia said you could also outsource, like you said, uh, bringing family and my, my trusty Missy Lane always helps me out uh, and or bring in a high schooler. And that's what I did for the vending oh, event. Two yeah. of my friends have daughters that were in high school and I mm-hmm. asked both for them to come. And I kind of gave them a one-two training and they was on it. Uh, she mm-hmm. also says uh, she's training her daughter now as an assistant. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks for sharing y'all business blues. Uh, yes, it'll, yes, it is okay to step back. And you may uh, want to talk to Violicia. She does the uh, fashionably chic tour where she goes Ooh. to certain boutiques and she brings, like, she does a tour with actual people and goes around. But mm-hmm. um, I'm quite sure she's always looking for uh, uh, artists like yourself to be a part of that as well, yeah, uh, like uh, trunk shows and stuff like that. But uh, it, as we get into the idea of buying black, and that's and one of the things that I uh, I wanted to get rid of the negative first, and then we can get into the good stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, some of the what are some of the things that you see that can be improved? We'll go from that angle um, in terms of our own black businesses. Mm-hmm. Like some of the things that you see that we can kind of improve on uh, across the board. Certainly, um, certainly how much we're willing to help one another. You know, mm-hmm. like there, I won't say this is, I won't say this is the climate for, you know, Black entrepreneurs across the board, but there are still pockets of people that hoard resources because you know they're afraid you're gonna take my business away from me um because we're you know kind of in the same lane or Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. whatever but I will say I will say that I'm trying to change that by putting out what I would like to see so Mm -hmm. I am I am changing that paradigm by being more helpful Um, And being more willing to share advice and willing to share, you know, this is what, this is what I'm, you know, doing wrong. 
don't do this or this is what yeah. I found really works for me you might find that it works for you too just like that open dialogue I do believe there is a beautiful camaraderie among black women and you know I have my sister entrepreneurs and my accountability partners that have been absolutely wonderful you know mm-hmm. but I'm still begging for a mentor right now like a business mentor it's I think it's hard right now where we are to find people willing to be mentors mm-hmm. I think because business has changed so much that even the people who have been in it are now in a space of catching up to yeah. where we are with technology. Uh, right now, uh, say like the pandemic, we were we are all on the same page. Things are kind of kind of turning now a little bit. But right now, in the very beginning of this, up into the kind of like maybe a month ago, we were all on the same page. Mm-hmm. Now, like the bigger commercial artists are now catching on like, oh, we can just set up a Zoom and have a concert. Right. But that was small businesses, at, at independent businesses at that time. But we were all and are all on the same platform right now. You know, I see shows using the same software Outstation is using. I'm like, okay. Right. You know, okay. But, but it's really um, showing us that I think in the... I, I want to I want to have a mentor and it's kind of hard but I think you're going to have to find somebody who is not in your field mm-hmm. to um that understand understands what you're doing maybe not understand why or 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 what you're actually doing but um they can understand the business of what you're doing or the creativity or you have a lot of spiritual elements in your work so you may find it easier to have a spiritual mentor that can can get you through it in that way and i'm not saying you don't know these things but that has been more most helpful to me because i was trying to find a theater mentor Mm -hmm. and all of those mentors it turned into almost a competition Mm -hmm. so they began to give me less and ask for more yeah and it was so you may have to find a mentor that's outside of your your spectrum Mm -hmm. to kind of guide you a little bit because it's competition is easy to to happen it's easy for us to be competitive it's not very easy and you and I I think I was nervous at first to approach you when I saw you making jewelry because sometimes and I'm a little bit older than you sometimes Mm -hmm. the younger artists don't take support easily Mm -hmm. you know as young artists and I know it was that way for me we don't take the support because like well what you what you want like Or, you know, you think you know everything. Like, mm-hmm. I, I've been there. So even when I saw you, I think it was probably a couple of weeks into you bringing your stuff in mm-hmm. that I was like, hmm, what if I just, like, just talk to her? And mm-hmm. I remember one day we just actually turned it into, like, an interview. Yeah. And that's the only way I know how to kind of start a conversation. But <laughs> right. uh, I I value, like, I, I follow your work. Um, and I, I really, like, I... I love your merchandising skills. Like I said that before we started, um, and you have skill sets that are beneficial to somebody like me who's mm-hmm. probably selling twice as long as you. Yeah. Uh, but we have to figure out ways to work together and figure mm-hmm. out how we can best utilize each other. Yeah. And not using each other, but I was about to say, finding value. Yeah. Right. And it's it's. 
I don't think it's difficult, but we just have to get out of our own way with it. We have to really go ahead. Yeah, I was saying absolutely. There's a, I mean, there's a lot, I think, socially and culturally that needs to happen for this to kind of transcend with or transcend or permeate over into, you know, Black entrepreneurship. Like, we have to realize that resources are, there are enough resources out here for everyone. Like, I think, you know, socially, and culturally, Black folks have just been conditioned to believe that there is a finite number of resources. So I literally have to fight and I have to connive and, you know, do whatever I have to do to get ahead because I need to secure my future because it's already uncertain, you know, like yeah. I have to figure it out for myself. So there's but like. We this- see how that happens, though. We see when when we get enough of black entrepreneurs, artists, makers together, and we can see when when we know there's an opportunity over there mm-hmm. and how we kind of like, hey, how you doing? And try to run, get to it first and mm-hmm. not think, well, if we collectively go at this, they have to help all of us out. Right. You know, but we sometimes overlook that possibility because we believe in self. I saw that happening during the pandemic when they were giving out uh, grants and relief funds. Um, people began to be very like secretive. Secretive, and you know, you'll find out once they've already gotten it, and you're like, okay, that well, that's cool. But right. you know, I'm quite sure they had a, it wasn't just one award, but you could have told somebody. But <laughs> we, we, right, uh, and that's one of the reasons why I try to give out not advice. But I give out support as much as I can mm-hmm. because, you know, I remember starting to make jewelry and I started making jewelry when those feathered earrings came back into play, like the big feathers. And I remember everybody wanted me to make those, but that didn't naturally come out of me. Right. And it was only, it wasn't, I'm not saying it was only a little people making jewelry, but jewelry making has become a big business now in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. And I just remember so many people not wanting to support, or I had a lot of friends that was like, well, I know, let me start my own jewelry company. And then you start seeing this one and that one and that, who, who used to buy from you, now they're making their own jewelry. Right. And I, I love that. I love it because I can't make what you make. You know, mm-hmm. 1128, I, I don't, I watched you do it and I still couldn't do it myself mm-hmm. and vice versa. Right. Uh, Alicia says, uh, yes, that's awesome, making connections and working with those with the same craft. I think it, it strengthens us and it, it only allows for more people to to do it. Just like when we have vending events. Most times we have a vending event and we don't get that many people to come. Mm-hmm. And that's only because none of the makers invited anybody. Right. Uh, and if we did, we want to isolate that person's attention. Like, mm-hmm. you stay over here. But if I'd invite five people and you invite five people, that's five people that's going to buy from you that you didn't know. And that's five people that's going to buy from me that I didn't know. Okay. And we don't have that mindset. So we wait for the, the event planner to come around like, no, I'm not doing that good. But you didn't invite anybody. So mm-hmm. I, I try to always invite people or do a live from the event or tag the event because I want people I know to come out so they can buy from you all. And then you all invite people and they come by. And it's reciprocal, but I, that's one of the problems that I see. We try to isolate people's attention and, and um, 
I, I I love how you've expanded your your brand, but I would say to you, don't do it. Don't add too much yet until you're able to one hire more people or or bring on like a partner so you can have that help. It is crazy trying to do all of this by yourself. You're already keeping abnormal hours because you have a regular job and then you're trying to balance it with your real job. Yeah. You do. So, you know, pace yourself. Pace yourself. It's easy to get kind of outside of yourself with it. Absolutely. I mean, that's, that's always been me taking too many uh, credits in college, you know, had to go to the dean, like, um, yes, I want to take 21 this semester. <laughs> like, are you sure you want to do that? Yes. Let me show you, you know, just always doing too much. I'm extra. I know I'm extra. But as long as you know it, plan it for it. Yeah. Like, especially with Black women, I've, I've always been amazed, especially as, as college students, the ability for you all to keep the balance. Mm-hmm. And most of the guys dropping out because I got to work. I, I, can't, I can't do all this. Like, some got to give. But uh, us learning how to kind of prioritize our time, like with social media, I post one thing at least once a day on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I have a couple of different pages. So I've said to myself, okay, I'm going to post one thing. And then if I have the time, I'll post something later on. Mm-hmm. But I try not to be so meticulous uh, with my with the marketing side of things that I forget to make time for. Right. And, and if I'm not, if I'm not all together, I'm like, oh, I'll wait till tomorrow when I could have just posted that one thing yeah. and or when you have the time kind of stockpile some marketing content mm-hmm. and, and just release something a little by little um, because it's it I think it's most useful when we're by ourselves doing things and we have to learn how to keep it moving and keep it going yes. but when it's just you I can tell I know how hard it is I, I can just imagine and i see how much attention to detail you put into your stuff mm-hmm. so you will burn out and you don't want to stop yeah no if anything i want to i want to stop my full time so that i can do this full time and there have literally been days where i'm like jesus is it time like is that is that what you said <laughs> no good and well that's not what he uh-huh. said you know but i'm just like really tempted but it's right. like you can't, you can't, you know, you can't ignore the rainy days because you're having, you know, a week of sunshine. Right. So. Bible fly. <laughs> no, it's okay. yeah, it is, it is really, that's the, that's been my issue throughout this pandemic because I didn't really start creating anything until maybe a month ago. Mm-hmm. And I was mad at myself. I was like, cause you cry while having time and now you have the time and I just didn't have the creative energy. So what I did was I put that into marketing my stuff. So what I have enough pieces online to say, okay, I have this. So I can put the time into doing the stuff around it. So I bought some supplies because right now things were a little bit cheaper. So let me put that into buying supplies and just organizing what I do have so I'm not buying the same stuff over and over again and, mm-hmm. and wasting money. So I put a little bit more attention into organizing um, what I did have. 
And then that kind of gave me the energy, like, hmm, let me make a pair of earrings. And I got some a uh, bunch of orders, and I had to remake some stuff. So that gave me the impetus to make some stuff. But it really just, um, hey, Jordan, but giving, giving myself time to do the different sides. And I would say keep that regular job until you are financially stable mm. in your own business. Right. I left too soon from my job and I don't regret it, but I wish I would have put more attention into being financially stable with my business. Right. Um, and it's never the right time. You'll never save up enough money because one trip to Michaels can wipe out all your savings okay. if they got the right sale going on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And it's, it's been times where I've, I think I've taken part of my rent money and put that into buying supplies. And it's been some times where I've been loud and wrong. Yes. And <laughs> I, you know, but, right. But in, in that moment, what I bought in that moment paid off down the line somehow. I'm not saying do that because it's, you know, I was crazy. Because I was gambling rent money. I was gambling all types of things, mm -hmm. trying to keep this going. And that's how you know you love it. Mm -hmm. So now that we know you love it, make smarter decisions for right. you. So you right. can keep it going. Stop worrying about the trends. Don't try to follow trends. And we we often um, will go out and spend our last dime on, on materials. Yeah. But we haven't put anything into marketing, anything into, you know, packaging anything into you know uh creating a process you yeah. know so um i wasn't good at doing the research i i see like i look at some of your materials and i was like i know she's really sourcing this stuff like doing her research and, mm -hmm. and finding it and i wasn't good i would just you know now that thrift shops are closing down like where, where do i go and buy my materials right. so i could be smarter with with sourcing things out um in your opinion, how can we keep this buy black momentum going? Um, I mean, just continue to be who we've always been. Like, continue to be the insanely creative and resourceful and just fly people that we've always been. Um, like, literally... Literally, just with the subscription boxes, I have people coming back that have never bought from me before, just because you know that was my touch that they that they felt and that they want to experience again. Mm -hmm. So I would really just say, keep keep doing you, and and you know keep showing people your value. You can't. You can't make people see your value, but you can, they can see consistency. You know, mm -hmm. there's no denying consistency. And it's the growth that people see. The growth, um, if I was still taking blurry pictures like I was when I first started and, you know, putting the stuff on my windowsill and not really thinking about how it looked, I've had a, people, a couple of people call me out in the beginning and then I just, Naturally, I kind of refined what it looked like, what the logo looked like. And I, I was so proud of myself because in the midst of this, I made, I've had business cards for my artist exchange company, but mm -hmm. I never had had a business card for my jewelry company. Mm -hmm. I just never did it. And I was sitting down one day and I was like, 
what if I made a business card? Like, just for that. Because I thought it was wasteful. Yeah. I thought it would be wasteful to do it. And I made the business, and I was so proud of it. I was so proud. It was. It came out perfect. And I did it myself. I didn't have to go to Fiverr and get a... Fire out. Right. 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 And I, I really did it myself, but it was just little things that I said, let me pay attention to this until I get my mojo back to actually creating. Because you don't want to waste materials either. Mm-hmm. I wanted to, you know, handle, at least be handling something for the business of the jewelry. Right. You know, making sure my domain name was, was up to date. Uh, working on my actual website because I don't want to be a slave to Etsy for the rest of my life either because Paying them to pay them right. is what I feel. Right. But um, are you scared to do like orders outside of Baltimore or ship beyond Baltimore now? Um, I was. So recently I have shipped to places I've never shipped before. So Maine, I shipped to Maine, Wisconsin, Rhode Island. Um, lots of orders to Chicago. I feel like it was a group of people in Chicago, like chit chatting about me, and so you know, a bunch of people in Chicago. Uh, so people are watching. Yeah, and I'm like, they watching, but they are. They definitely are. Literally, Nate, my followers went from. I remember asking for help to get to 700 followers one day, and then like. Two days later, I made it to like nine something. Now it's definitely plateaued because, you know, the momentum is dying down. Like, Breonna Taylor, unfortunately, isn't even trending anymore. So, you know how sensationalized people can be. So, you know, now it's certainly plateaued, but it was just like that amount of growth within some days. So, I mean, I'm ready. Like, I would love to at least be able to open up to Canada as to do the research on how I can ship out there. But, um, I mean, shoot, I'm always open to shipping. Uh, I would say for international sales or sales outside of the United States, mm-hmm. it can be costly. Mm-hmm. Um, and the one thing that I think we often do is we just hike up our prices. Yeah. Um, and international buyers, uh, like I have a couple people from the UK that buy because their money spends more over here. Yeah. So what they'll do is they'll buy a lot more stuff. Mm-hmm. But they only have to pay that shipping for that one shipping. Mm-hmm. They won't buy unique stuff. Mm-hmm. So figuring out how to do package deals or, you know, if you buy this amount, then you know, you'll get a free gift or something like that uh, because they, the shipping is going to cost you regardless. Yeah. Especially if you want to get a signature or you want to get insurance, it's going to cost you. And it's mm-hmm. it, even with the flat rate boxes, it's still going to cost you to ship international. But I uh, try to offer them deals where they would want to buy more mm-hmm. so the shipping makes it more sense to them. Right. Um, uh, but it, it, you know, I, I give out a lot of codes because the codes help them kind of bring down the shipping costs. Mm-hmm. But if they buy more, I'll, I don't mind giving a couple dollars towards the, the shipping if they buy a certain amount of stuff. Right. Uh, so try to encourage people to buy more stuff. But I think one of the things I did was the, the hashtags help, 
but uh, joining those groups, I think, is most beneficial. And we kind of don't we don't put a lot of into doing the Facebook groups, mm -hmm. like the blogger groups. But it does. It it really does help. Mm -hmm. um, and people have started doing this thing was uh, where they ask businesses to list their websites on a thread. Um, Join in that because you'd be surprised how many people will come back mm -hmm. and, and, and support you uh, because you have your own website. It, it makes it harder because you have to create that traffic mm -hmm. uh, and maintain that traffic as well. Uh, but I, I just I wish it was a class that we could take uh, because even in school, it doesn't give us a lot. And the classes that are being offered, they just they scammers. Mm -hmm. trying to get you to buy, you know, their wisdom. Uh, but <laughs> right, consistency will definitely help you. Uh, and what I noticed, uh, good customer service yes. is always um, the best. I didn't put much attention into it until I started seeing people suggest other people mm -hmm. or tag me into stuff or uh, or tell their friend about me. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, but you have people like the way your stuff looks mm -hmm. whether they want to buy it or not they like the way it looks and you you come across like a, a, a faceless company and that's not any disrespect but it's not so unique that it stands out so much mm -hmm. it doesn't blend in but it's just that great balance so you put a lot of yourself into your work yeah. so it, it just will take consistency so don't I would suggest don't give up um, even when it gets to the slow days push harder on those days right. and people you be said so I did not think people uh, looked at my page because people don't like and then you don't see the views or the follows as much like but people watch look how you look how you scroll through social media yeah. and you scroll through a lot of stuff and may not physically touch it Think about how many people are doing that to you. And then when, right now, when they had the money, look how many people stopped. Right. Like, did you think you would get 27 subscriptions in one moment? Definitely. I, I, I love when those moments happen. I love when we are tricked in our own, in our own mind and realize we ain't as smart as we think we are. Exactly. And we really love what we do. So I just stay unique. I love your hand-painted items because it just adds a little bit more character people are mm -hmm. like wonder where she got because people will start asking where did you get that bead from where did you mm -hmm. get that that from and it's they don't understand the hand quality how do you set your value in terms of your pricing um so i definitely wasn't doing it before i was just like looking at it like oh, okay I'm I would be, yeah like i would be okay with taking you know this much mm -hmm. and i still do it at vending shows because i don't have my prices listed on my stuff which i'm gonna start doing because uh -huh. i i've really come a long way when it comes to uh, accepting money that's another thing that i've got to get over but accepting um, money yeah, I really had a hard time. Um, I used to have a hard time finding myself worthy of like taking money or like finding value in my stuff. Osan, sorry, 
Um, <laughs> but I had to find value in taking my, or and I had to find value in myself. So I would sell it for like $8, $11, just kind of real mm-hmm. But now I have like a formula. It costs me this much, like the the materials cost me this much, so I'm gonna base it around this, and then depending on how much time goes into it, like I coat myself in resin, and that I mean it makes the look a lot better, but I don't enjoy it. Like resin is messy, it you know mm-hmm. it's self leveling, so you know. Like, <sighs> I like when you used to put the flowers inside of the the resin i haven't even done that in a while because like i just i just felt like i was developing past that you know um yeah. i haven't thought i haven't even thought back to that but that happens it, though yeah it happens because you'll create a new technique but now you have a technique yeah so you can always go back to that mm-hmm. you know and mix that with something else you learn yeah i always like that i have a um like a a go-to like it's almost like muscle memory like the patterns that i create they're usually freestyled at first and then like Mm -hmm. after the first one i'm just repeating the pattern every piece but i mean it's tedious work so i i base my prices off of i'm looking over at my work table like that's going to give me the answer like work table how do you how do we decide prices but um yeah no it's it's tedious work so I'm hand painting literally every single line of piece I'm presenting it so it's a process so I kind of base it one off the material and then two off of how much time and and skill it Mm -hmm. really requires it's a I think that's for the natural artist for most of us, I think that's a hard scale mm-hmm. uh, because often we are trying to make money in that moment. So we kind of like, hmm, I wonder, 10 could be the magic number. Uh, or we try to, um, we like, I, I remember setting my prices where I wanted them mm-hmm. and like looking at my website, like it takes so long to push the button to make the, page go back live again because I was like I don't know if they're going to pay that much for it but I but again you say the time that you put into it um the materials the energy that you put into it and for me my gimmick was always it's the only one and that's why I think I I settled on that because um the wearable art the one-of-a-kind that seemed to like get them to like, oh, I'm the only one that's gonna wear this. But often that doesn't work because mm. you're, you're finding people that like, I used to been at flea markets. So they're coming there thinking that they're gonna buy flea market quality stuff. And I'm like, no, this didn't come out of my grandmother. And <laughs> I made this. Right, right. Picking the right events to go to. I can't vend at those things. You know, I sold, but, mm, I didn't really sell as much as if I was at a like a Bob Black event or yeah. one of those style events, but finding the right I love vending events, but I always like somebody at my table. So finding that, you know, that partner to go along with me. I I I'm actually in search right now of a 
a, a maker partner that can make jewelry. Yeah. Um, I love the idea of kind of mashing um, uh, skill sets. But again, you got to pace yourself. You can't jump out there and do things because what if that person is not really the sharing type? And right. what if they're not? But the chemistry has uh, got to be there. Yes, yes, yes. Have you um, have you thought about working in collectives or have you tried that before? Um, I haven't thought about it. I haven't tried it either. Um, it's not mm-hmm. something that I would be completely opposed to. It's just, you know, finding the right people at the right time. Yeah. And, you know, having having the capacity to show up in the way that I need to for something like that. Are you, in terms of, like, what we're going through right now with the police brutality being in the midst of a pandemic, how does your work reflect, like, where we are right now? Mm. I mean, my inspiration has always been... That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> Got you. My inspiration has always been black people and you know, just across the entire diaspora, like not just black American people, but especially like um, various tribes back on the continent, you know, and their patterns and the colors that really speak to them and you know, inspire them. And I kind of put my own my own flavor on it, or I kind of, you know, make a mashup of it. So it's always just, my work has always just been a celebration of Blackness and, you know, that beauty of being unapologetically Black. I remember, you know, Mm -hmm. not really wanting to be seen and like not really wanting to stick out, but I really had no choice, you know. Yeah. I'm I'm black, I'm a woman, I'm plus size. So, you know, I people gonna see me either kind of way. I do my hair all these kind of crazy colors, like who I am innately is gonna draw attention. So that was that was really the inspiration behind my work was like, okay, you know, let's let's highlight the beauty of being yourself and being an individual and, you know, taking up space. So let's make really attention grabbing pieces with, you know, interesting patterns that might not appeal to everybody, but when somebody sees it, they're going to dig it, you know? So Speaking of digging it, mm-hmm. we have a sponsor right now, and that is actually Vashti Blue Jewelry. Uh, you can go to www.bashtabluejewelry, uh, or you can go to etsy.com and look up Blue Jewelry. Um, if you're looking for a affordable way, a responsible way, a great way to mar- to market and promote your jewelry, please go to uh, com, or you can email us at info at com. And as you can see right now, your ad will be up on our flyer. So Definitely look at us as an affordable option to promoting your brand, your business, your upcoming virtual event, um, and all those great things. Again, that's Vashtop Blue Jewelry, www.vashtopbluejewelry.com. I normally have them up on my lovely wall, uh, <laughs> but I just finished doing a photo shoot. So if you go to the website, you'll see a, a brand new look in terms of 
an awesome mannequin and I'll have the actual uh, makeup artist that kind of redid the makeup on it, which is weird because who does makeup for a mannequin? She does. <laughs> but I wanted her to look more ethically, uh, ethnically like me. I mm. wanted her to be a browner skin um, and not look just like a mannequin. But again, that's www.bestshopbluejewelry.com. What had can you can you remember that first sale you made? Yeah, um, that, it was to it was to my best friends when I had first launched my website, and mm. it was like it was like you know people really see me. I I think what more so spoke to me was the people that I was selling to that I didn't know, like. I, you kind of expect the people that you know to support you, but the people I didn't know, um, like the first one, I felt all of this pressure to perform and, mm. and really come through for them. <laughs> and create. The, yeah, like <laughs> you really just had to, like, this is it. This is the moment, you know, this, yeah. is, this is my American Idol, <laughs> you know? Mm. So that's that's really how I felt but it was like wow you know, people see value in the stuff that I'm doing the things that I'm saying are making sense um it was like just a moment of validation yeah as soon as you get it you're so excited and then something kicks in like oh god I gotta send this out to the person yes and then you'll learn <laughs> until you got confirmation that the person got it and then you're worried that Oh my God! What if they don't like it? Listen, all the happiness comes to worry. But I say this all the time to my customers: like y'all think y'all are stalking the tracking? Like no, I'm literally like I check my email, then I'm checking all the tracking numbers that are out right now, and it's mm -hmm. delivered. I'm like, Lord, what's going on with this? Like, I'm so bad that now you can most of the the shipping sites you can send where they give you a confirmation they'll send you a text message every mm -hmm. day i'm checking it before the confirmation email comes <laughs> okay. i don't even wait for it to like be delivered or to send me that update for the day mm -hmm. i'm like okay if it's, it's too long at this one facility i'm calling like hey uh i see that it hasn't moved yet and lady's like uh sir we're in a pandemic it's gonna right, take a <laughs> right. Yeah, it's, it's a it's an awesome feeling when you know the name yeah. uh but it's a when you get your first international order, you're gonna be so stoked. Yes. The worry level will go up immensely because the idea of you know somebody not getting their package or somebody saying they didn't get it when they got it, mm -hmm. all those things are gonna be worries. But it is it has been most fulfilling to see my art sell mm -hmm. uh, because I look at my art as babies. Yeah. So I'm sensitive about my shit. Mm -hmm. So so when when I I don't like selling it because it's me getting rid of whatever was making me angry that day I created those items or mm -hmm. said that day. And I learned how to let it go, but it's still like now it's getting to a point like I love to see my favorite thing is when I I used to put my work in other people's shops. Mm -hmm. My favorite thing is to see somebody who I did not remember or I know I did not sell something to wearing my stuff. That happened to me at work actually. One of the mm -hmm. therapists at my job, I walked past her and I was like, 
those are my earrings. Mm -hmm. And she mm -hmm. was like, what? Yep. Are mine? And I was like, no, I made those. And she was like, are you serious? Like, my friend got them for me. And I'm like, trying to think back to who her friend was. And I couldn't even, like, think. Like, I couldn't remember who her friend was. But it was just like, holy crap, you're in close yeah. proximity to me. And I yep. didn't even know you had my product. I've had people buy my stuff and wear it in their music video. Mm -hmm. And then they'll tag me in the music video. Mm -hmm. I, I and this guy who I didn't even know who he was, he's like this big thing here in Baltimore. He mm -hmm. wore like my earrings mm -hmm. and I was, I was so, and then he sent a message to somebody else who complimented him on me and that person tagged because they knew us. And it was just, a, it's an amazing feeling to see your work living and breathing. Yeah. I, it's, it's one of the reasons I'm a theater actor because I like being in the moment of somebody uh, witnessing my work. Uh, but definitely, it really, uh, I think Grand House, or it used to be called Grand House, it's where it Flourish as their yeah. location at now. Mm -hmm. uh, I used to have my stuff when they first opened up. And so all of these women that I would see walking through uh, Charles Village was wearing my stuff. And I was like, I was, I was too hyped. But it's, it's something about uh, seeing people with your work. Uh, how how do you work with support? How has your support system been in encouraging you to continue going? Oh man, um, they've been incredible. Like uh, literally, just incredible. Always finding ways to work with me. Always like you know promoting me when I didn't even ask to be promoted. Um, mm. Again, like my. Besides my mom, my biggest supporter is my partner. And, you know, he'll like joke every now and then, like, well, you got that for me, or like, you know, <laughs> who who really is influencing who here? And I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, don't even don't even do all that. But, you know, he's always like giving me that, you know, nudge on the back when it's like, you know, keep going. I know you're really tired, but you gotta keep pushing it. So yeah. I've had a beautiful support system, you know, customers that have become friends. It's been it's been really great. I'm so blessed. It is it is, it is uh I'm I'm happy in this moment that we created this buzz around independent business owners mm -hmm. and entrepreneurs and black, more specifically black entrepreneurs, uh, because I think it put the fire under a lot of us. That was kind of like uh, this. I'm gonna make it, but uh, and I love how it has kind of unionized us in a way where we are having to send people around the cycle. And I want to see that more, where we're doing a lot more of those group messages, where we're adding our information to it and and tagging people. And uh, I I, I want to see this move beyond this pandemic. Um, and I'm interested to see how that could work. Uh, do you have any ideas of how we can keep this moving beyond this moment? Um, I mean, definitely having a collective. If you, do you know the Spice Suite in DC? It's mm -hmm. like a black owned spice shop. She has like a whole collective of black women owned businesses and mm -hmm. they have like resources that they provide each other or provide 
each other with. It's like a whole mentorship program type thing. And I think it's I think it's absolutely beautiful. Seeing more of those would be a lot more helpful. In every order I'm writing, you know, please continue to support black businesses. Like beyond this when when the when the flame is gone all the way out, like please continue to support black businesses. So literally just putting that position out there. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm finding it easier myself because I'm in a business of we sell ad space here. So I'm always trying to sell ad space. But on, on top of that, initially, if it's just me buying something or me, um, I, I accept a lot of the stuff that people send me, like a lot of our listeners, they send me like their merchandise for me to wear or, or something like that, or, or uh, gifts or food. Thank you for the restaurants that were sending me food. That was awesome of you. Thank you. I ate it. It was good. Uh, but <laughs> but uh, I love how we have the capacity to really change this whole economic system and put it in favor of us now instead of giving our money to a lot of these brand name companies who we have seen do nothing or further capitalize off of our struggle uh, during this pandemic uh, or who just didn't care. Who have been shut down and didn't care and you know out of it and i want us to move outside of that as well and making sure our money that we are making from our communities we're planting seeds yeah. from the resources that we've we've harvested mm-hmm. from our communities and and keeping keeping the money cycling like keep supporting each other we've realized they gave us these unemployment checks and stimulus checks to stimulate an economy that was going to tank if we didn't do so right. what if we did that for our own communities yes. you know we have the places like a dove coat and many of the other industries in this city not just the restaurants the small businesses, the mom and pop businesses, the organizations that are black led, we got to begin to pump our money and our resources into them and make them accountable to then pump those resources back out and keep recycling them uh, and keep it going in a way where we're all benefiting from that. Um, I am always going to support uh, minority and um, black businesses because it's, uh, it's helped me. You know, every sale, I'm very appreciative to those uh, individuals who always buy off my table, even when they don't have to, but they just come by and they just buy something just because they want to support you. Um, And I'm very appreciative to business owners like you who just find a space to create. And I I am a fan of you. And I think I've reached out to you before to come on the show. And I think our timing was off, but I'm glad you were able to make it today and, and be a part of the conversation. So uh, can you can you let us know your social media, how people can spend those ducats, where they can send those uh, millions of dollars to? Like, um, so my oh, let it flow, let it flow. Listen, blessing, <laughs> blessing. Okay, I'm open to them. You hear that? Nice. You hear that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm for real, <laughs> but um, <laughs> um, my website is the eleven twenty two co, and that's short for like company. The eleven twenty two co dot com. That's the numbers one one two two. 
and then my Instagram is at the 1122 club and Facebook. I'm trying to get Facebook changed, y'all. My vision has changed slightly or temporarily on hold, but my Facebook is 1122 Just change. Just don't don't feel like you gotta pause, erase, mm-hmm. but let us see where you started and let people see that evolution. You'd be surprised that you'll get a, a midnight like from a post that you made three years ago. You're like, where? Who was searching that? Where, where were you in that maze? And mm-hmm. this, this, you know, make a statement and just, you know, show people, you know, the growth. Mm-hmm. And they'll appreciate it more because then they'll say, okay, she wrote serious about this. Oh, yeah. You know, we've been taught so many um, falsehoods, and this pandemic has put a halt to a lot of them that we have to brand this way and we have to advertise this way mm-hmm. and we've now realized that we can create our own processes a lot of those processes were started by other companies yeah. other other entrepreneurs but now we have that space to really create recreate and create for ourselves our own processes mm-hmm. uh, in terms of being entrepreneurs mm-hmm. and i suggest that everybody create their own uh and not necessarily follow everybody else's hashtags or everybody else's uh, way of doing things. Find your way of doing things. Uh, grow within that. Show your growth because you'll ev- eventually begin to outgrow that process and grow um, and just keep people on the journey. Tell your story along the way. And uh, and this goes out to, I'm speaking over myself. I'm speaking to many of the new entrepreneurs out there. Um, and I have two more questions for you. Uh, one being, uh, what advice would you give to anybody who is in this moment, uh, in the in this era of the pandemic, uh, thinking of starting a new business? What advice would you give to them um, in starting a new business? I would say start by starting. Like start with what you have. Mm-hmm. Don't put it off until it's all figured out. Just jump into it. Use what you have and get the ball rolling. It doesn't have to be perfect. There will be time for it to be perfect. Um, mm. As perfect as it can be, I'll have that caveat. But um, there there will be time for you to perfect it. Just get started. Don't worry about who else is doing it. Just just do it. Let it flow. And yeah. Keep dreaming. Yeah. Just keep dreaming. And, and just putting one step in front of the other step. That was great advice. Um, my last question to you is, what advice would you give to your 17-year-old self? And what question would you ask to your 100-year-old self? Now, the significance of the 17-year-old self is that was kind of the age that I see in myself and in many other people when the veil was lifted, when you no longer could kind of get over and we had the somewhat of the verbiage to be able to express what we were able to see. A hundred year old self is this an age that many of us like think is so unattainable and we don't think about it. But if you live to be a hundred, what question would you ask to your hundred year old self? And and what advice would you give to your 17 year old self? To my hundred-year-old self, I would ask, 
are you satisfied? Mm. And to my 17-year-old, I would say, stop compromising. Say that again. I don't think we heard you. I said to my 17-year-old self, I would say, stop compromising. Stop compromising. It's interesting. I, w- I suggest that all artists follow up with these two questions um, and, or, and or statement. Um, follow up, because depending on where you are, like examine the question that you asked to your 100 year old self today, that reflects where you are right now, because now you're seeking validation and you're trying to see what, if I, where am I right now, is that good enough? And in and, and a, a year or a couple months or a couple years from now, ask that same question and see what the question would be and how it differs. The advice that you give to your 17-year-old self is normally what you're trying to clean up right now. And, and it kind of will give you a gauge of where you are in your growth, uh, whatever you say to your 17-year-old self. So it's a question that I, I started asking that question because I started asking that self question to my own 17-year-old self. Um, and But I added the 100-year-old self just for balance mm-hmm. to see where I wanted to go yeah, and how content I was where I was. Mm-hmm. So uh, I really appreciate you. I uh, Did you give us your website? Yeah, again, it's the1122co. And, and your Instagram is actually at the bottom of the screen. You can't see it on this one, but on uh, Facebook screen, you'll be able to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, I appreciate you. You are really a breath of fresh air. I love your this this zen uh, that you always have. And we we didn't get a lot of time to be around each other, but the moments I did, I observed people a lot, and I observed just um, people don't realize you have a great green thumb as well. Oh. <laughs> yeah. She was like the plant whisperer at, uh, at Impact Hub. Uh, we have a couple <laughs> more minutes. Can, are you, are you, do you love plants that much or are you just naturally good at them? Um, I mean, it's hereditary. Uh, my, on both sides, my family have, either been farmers i'm from the eastern shore so mm. you know we ain't got nothing but land right. and time to you know to make it happen so you know i went down there one time and when i say it's when it's night night it's night night okay or okay. to sleep because ain't nothing out there but but crickets and grass literally in in trump supporters but that's a another time that's another topic another time but I mean, it, it happens on both sides, um, and I just when I when I finally had my own place, I was like, "What do I need to make this feel like home?" And it was plants, and mm. you know, they are a reflection of me and how I'm feeling. Like I noticed, and I'm not giving myself when I'm not watering myself they're not doing well you know Mm -hmm. and it's like this this quirky little relationship that we have um but i i mean i could talk about it all day but i I love them so much like it i don't i don't know what happened like it just 
I brought them in and it was like, okay, this is what you need. You put it somewhere and it's like, I don't really like this area. Yeah. There are different because my mother was never able to grow flowers. Mm-hmm. She could, those vine greeneries, mm-hmm. they would be literally the same plant would be all over our living room and outside. Mm-hmm. And now her new home, she is like, they're hanging and it's like she created these boundaries on her porch with them. And is there a difference between growing flowers and growing greenery for you? Yeah, well, I mean, technically, yes, because they, like, require different things. Certain plants do flower when they're, like, very with their uh, conditions. But um, growing flowers, I mean, shoot, like, there are some that are just really special that I'm just more committed to than others, like, um, Marigolds, I'm a little more, uh, like I care a little bit more about them than others. And sunflowers, like I really care about those because they have sentimental value. Um, hibiscus flowers, like my dad grows hibiscus, you know, back home. So it's like, you know, this is what's familiar to me. I'm going to try this too. Mm. Mm-hmm. So uh, I want to end today with um, this, an affirmation that you may have or some wisdom that you may have that you want to share, or if it's something that you want to get off your chest. A lot of us have not been able to really express ourselves. Some of us are lucky because we have these types of platforms to be able to talk uh, throughout the week, but um, a lot of us have not been able to truly just express ourselves. You've been keeping a lot in, and I think it was beneficial for a a lot of us to be still, uh, even though a lot of us have not been able to do that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, We was dying to get on planes and go to cookouts and crabs and such. But if you could speak speak to the moment that we're in right now, we have a couple more minutes. Can we, can you give uh, your advice or your words of wisdom or your thoughts or your feelings or your emotions really mm-hmm. on where we are right now? Um, I will say that where we are right now is quite challenging um, and there's a lot of a lot of dissonance you know like we want to be one way but the reality is is that this is something else so there's lots of frustration lots of emotions and I would just say to folks you know just feel it all and you know there's really no wrong way to be right now um just just be just just do what you can you know but keep doing the work whether that's internally whether that's within your family, whether that's on a larger scale, like recognize where you fit in and and do the work. I know for me, like um, I don't I don't like saying this, but um, like I I find myself functioning in a in the capacity of a healer. So you know I'm healing myself and I'm healing other folks. Like they're reaching out to me for remedies on certain things and I'm like 
helpful, this could be helpful for you. Or, you know, in whether it's uh, an actual recipe of like herbs or if it's just like a, a mental health practice, you know, I'm like doing the work behind the scenes, like I'm, you know, stitching up the wounds so that the revolution can continue. So whatever, whatever capacity you find yourself functioning in right now, do that. And don't feel bad if it's not, you know, if you're not a revolutionary, if you're not the next, you know, Malcolm, the next Angela Davis, don't feel bad about that. Just, just be who you are right now and, and know that that's enough. Thank you very much. I appreciate you. I uh, uh, definitely continue to follow and support you. Um, go to the1122co.com or you can follow our on Instagram at the1122co uh, on Instagram as well. Please support this sister. Let her know that she is loved. And uh, next up, it is the Talk Lately Show. Tomorrow at 7 p.m. Don't forget Bash Top Blue Jewelry, www.bashtopbluejewelry.com. Peace out. Uh, and don't forget if you have a show idea, if you want a new show, if you have a show, you're looking for a new home, you confused, you got an idea, you want to start, info at bigsposeradio.com. In the subject line, say, Nate, I want a show, and you'll get one. Peace out. Thank you. Appreciate you for coming, young lady. For having me. Thank you so much. Blessings to you. Good, everybody. You too.